0: This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abiyokata. Confirmed COVID-19 cases in Nigeria now at a whopping 3,526, with 381 new cases recorded as at last night. Lagos alone accounted for 183, Kano 55, Jigawa 44, Zanfara 19, Pochi 19, Katsina 11, Baranu 9, Kwara 8, Kaduna 7, Gombe 6, Ogun 5, Shokoto 4, or your 3, Rivers 3, Niger 2, Ibom, Enugu and Plateau have won each. There are 107 deaths recorded while 601 have been discharged. As COVID-19 continues to send ripples across the land with more high-profile deaths recorded, the latest victim is Justice Dahin Saleh, who died of COVID-19 complications in Azare Bochi Thursday. Justice Dale, it was who annulled the June 12 presidential election won by late business tycoon Moshud Kashimawu or Lawale MKO Abiola. That election was believed to be the freest and fairest In the history of the country In River State, Governor Nyesam Wike goes tough With Deputy Commissioner of Police Who issued movement permits to VIPs And also provided them with escorts The government declared lockdown in two local governments And while on patrol, Governor Wike arrested some VIPs With police escorts The governor said there was 95% compliance Meaning ordinary people complied But VIPs broke the law Governor Wike said the deputy commissioner of police lacked the power to issue passage rights. This is the reset button. A Kari Radio Daily presentation on COVID-19, its consequences and collateral benefits for social behavior advocacy conservation, and good governance. I am Wally Thomas, and we turn the focus on China today. The country is still very much in the news, and in Africa in particular, China has been described as a bad friend.
1: (laughs) Don't cough in our faces, please. Cough into your bent elbow. You didn't even wash your hands with soap before eating. You're supposed to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds with soap under running water, so as to avoid contracting coronavirus, or you could simply use a hand sanitizer if soap is not immediately available. I should just go and sit at another table. Your people should just leave me alone. Don't take offence. We all should actually shift a little away from each other so as to prevent the spread of coronavirus.
2: You have to take responsibility to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Avoid areas where there are lots of people. Ensure to keep a physical distance of at least two meters from other people. Wash your hands with soap and running water regularly. And do not touch your face, eyes and mouth if you have not washed your hands. Take
0: Responsibility to it for you and
2: the rest of us. This message is from the Federal Ministry of Health, the Nigeria Center for Disease Control, and its partners.
3: Hi there, I'm Lucy Van Alden Barneveld from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. If you're tuned to Kauri 97.5 FM, then it's time to get serious. COVID 19 or coronavirus is real. So stay away from crowded areas, keep to hygiene rules, and more importantly, Listen to and abide by what government tells you to do. If you go to the market, keep two meters away from everyone and wash your hands once they make contact. Any contact at all, you need to wash your hands. Remember, coronavirus is defiant. It attacks all, big or small. Thanks. I'm glad you've heard my message. I'm Lucy, and I work
0: and live in canada farmers in the area of ocean state are up in arms against some chinese said to have been offered land by a traditional ruler in the state the farmers challenged the chinese who encroached on their land and started mowing down banana cocoa and kola farms the farmers said the chinese moved on to their farms with excavators and started clearing banana and cocoa trees they said the chinese claim the traditional ruler in the region give them the rights to the land after they had paid lots of money france-based social critic adam magaji will join us later in the program as we talk about the chinese connection but first let's listen to an online feed about a country that
4: all of us should be making friends with okay This is pretty crazy. There is one country that won against COVID-19. A country that never had a lockdown that in the past 22 days haven't had any new locally transmitted cases. That gave away over 17 million masks to you and me, but you don't know about it. It is crazy how the world doesn't know that one country managed to fix the problem that we all want to fix. See, we live in the world fascinated by the popular nations US, Germany, France If any of those countries won against COVID-19 Trust me, you you would know But no one wants to know about countries that are less popular And that is dangerous because it stops us from learning We didn't learn about the brilliant quarantine policies from Vietnam Because Vietnam is unpopular We didn't learn how to execute a lockdown on over 1 billion people People from India
2: There's no one in the airport, let's see what will I face.
4: Because India is underrated. And most of all, we didn't learn about how to win against COVID nineteen from Taiwan because Taiwan is undiscovered. Taiwan can help. Yes, we need to learn from Taiwan. In Taiwan, only 438 cases were reported and only 6 people died. For a long time now, they haven't had any new locally transmitted cases. And the craziest part is Taiwan is located right next to the epicenter of the virus, China. Yet they didn't even lock down the country. All they did was they banned flights from Wuhan. Kids still went to school, the economy didn't stop. In fact, they controlled the situation so well that even their sport events kept on going with a quarantine-friendly audience. And they socially distanced themselves in a very unique way. Using phones. The government tracked people with their phones and called them twice a day to make sure they are staying home. The people didn't complain, no one protested, no one fought against the tight measures. Everyone came together. And that's how, five months later, they lived the lives most of us cannot wait for. And you didn't hear that just from me, you heard it from the president of Taiwan herself. Hi,
5: I am Tai Yingwen, president of Taiwan and the first woman
4: president of Taiwan. Taiwan is a free, democratic, and amazing place. Now, this is not just a story of a victory against COVID-19, but also of kindness. Even though no one recognized Taiwan's efforts, they are still helping many countries around the world. After their victory, Taiwan has given away over 17 million masks to many countries all around the world, but we don't know about it because Taiwan is not popular. Because Taiwan is not the US, Germany or France. There are many underrated countries around the world that are amazing example on how to fight coronavirus and may Taiwan be their voice. To all the countries that never get recognition for all their good actions. May Taiwan be the voice of Vietnam on how to quarantine. May Taiwan be the voice of India on how to lockdown. May Taiwan be the voice of South Korea on how to test. But most importantly, may Taiwan be the voice of the world on how to win. Because if they against COVID-19 all by themselves, then so can we.
0: Mainland China muscled the poor country out of the world stage, got the United Nations to excise it out, claiming the country is a part of its mainland. But the people of the country insist they want to be on their own. They have been, and we've been doing good business with them in the past, until China came with its arm-twisting tactics. Well, I think it's about time to get Taiwan back on the agenda, if for nothing else, to punish China and its band of ruthless dictators. Here's a report courtesy of WION that world is war news and the daily TV program Graffitis that tells us how far China is going to kill Dissent.
6: coming back to the question of accountability there's a lot that china has to answer for for starters mysterious disappearances where are all these people going china is systematically removing anyone who is asking questions the dragon first reprimanded whistleblower doctor lee Li Wen liang he was trying to warn doctors about a possible sars-like illness the whistleblower soon died of the wuhan virus himself a day before his death a lawyer Chen ki went missing. His videos of the Wuhan hospitals had gone viral and China was not happy with what was happening. Next was Li Zewa, a reporter who used to work with the Chinese state TV. He reported on the death toll in Wuhan. Someone else has been missing too. A very high profile person, the director of the Wuhan laboratory, Shi Zhengli. She is called the Batwoman of China and she has not been seen in public since the outbreak. On Gravitas tonight, we bring you her story.
3: She is a renowned virologist. She is an expert on the coronavirus in bats. She is the supposed director of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Shi Zhengli may have the answer to the question the world is asking. Did the coronavirus originate in her lab? But Shi Zhengli is missing. This is just one of the many things that's mysterious about her. Shi Zhengli is called China's bat woman and this is her story. She began her studies on bats in 2004. She studied all kinds of bats, the ones picked from caves, the ones from the subtropical regions in the south. Her research was aimed at understanding the SARS outbreak. She made a breakthrough in 2013. Shi Zhengli found bat feces with the virus 96.2% identical to the SARS-CoV-2. Yes, this is the same virus that caused COVID-19. In 2013, she began altering parts of the coronavirus she wanted to study whether the coronavirus can be transmitted from one species to another in 2015 she concluded that the SARS like virus can jump from bats to humans and there is no known treatment fast forward to 2019 on the 30th of December She received some samples from healthcare workers in Wuhan, test them urgently. These samples were from patients in Wuhan who were showing atypical pneumonia. This was a new coronavirus, the Wuhan coronavirus. By the time Xi Zhengli started analysing the samples, it was too late. The virus had spread to the rest of China and within months it had crossed seas. Did the virus escape from Xi's lab? Only Xi Zhengli has the answer, but she is missing. The virologist reappeared online on the 2nd of February. On WeChat, she said, I promised with my life that the virus has nothing to do with the lab. A month later, she reportedly admitted to having several sleepless nights. Could they have come from our lab? The bat expert was asking herself this question. Soon rumors surfaced on social media. Some claimed she defected to the West and she took along with her years of confidential research on bat coronavirus. Word was the Wuhan lab director was taking asylum at the U.S. Embassy in Paris. Shi Zhengli quashed these rumors again on WeChat. No matter how difficult things are, it shall never happen. We've done nothing wrong.
6: With a strong belief in science, we will see the day when the clouds disperse and the sun shines.
3: She also posted nine pictures, not of her lab or herself, but evidence of being in Wuhan. Some said the Chinese had muzzled her. This sparked another set of questions. Is she Zhengli safe? Another clarification on WeChat.
6: Everything is all right for my family and me, dear friends.
3: If that is the case, then where is China's bad woman? Why has she not been seen in public in months? Can China say it has nothing to do with this disappearance? Bureau Report, we are World is One.
0: You're listening to The Reset Boarding on Cowboy Radio. Still to come, Abiyah El-Gunemi and today's Ramadan talk. But first, let's go to France, where Ada Magaji of the Free African Network is standing by to talk about Chinese and our farmlands. Ada Magaji drew attention to land grabbing by the Chinese through a video he posted on social media. The video went viral. Ada Magaji, welcome once more so the research brought in.
1: Oh, Willie Thomas, good morning. This is Ada uh, Amagaji. Uh, you need to understand exactly what is going on with the Chinese. We all heard about the trade war that is going on right now between China and the US. So like I said in, my previous, in the previous conversation we had, uh, Africa has 60% of the world's most arable land. Nigeria, for example, has 92 million hectares of arable land. So uh, the Chinese need food. To feed their population, and they are coming into Africa. What they are doing is to take our land, use them, farm the food, and export it back to China. That is what they are doing. And in most cases, they are practicing very nefarious activity, using certain chemicals and using certain GMOs, for example, in, in the food kind of they cannot, they, are, they, are, they are trying to plant. So, which is very, 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 very dangerous.
0: We had this week of crisis in an area in Ocean State where farmers are at odds with Chinese who they said took over their farmland. The Chinese said a traditional ruler gave them rights to the land after they paid a lot of money, and the farmers are crying foul.
1: Ocean State should be embarrassed and should be ashamed of what is happening. The local community must take things into their hands because our government have sit down to eat with the devil. Right now, most of them cannot be able to stand up to the Chinese because they are, you know, they, they try to loan money, corrupt money. So the people of the community must wake up to protect their heritage, which is their land. I saw the video. I saw them trying to clear up the, the, the land and trying to destroy the ecosystem because they want to set up a plantation that they were given the right by the of own. Which is very, very, very embarrassing. I will not be surprised if they were actually being given the land. So, our leaders do not know what we want. They will just give them authority like that. No. The people of the community must fight to defend their heritage. China, they are looking for food. They are looking for land. They are looking for where to farm their food and send it back to their country. And they see Africa as an opportunity, as an avenue where they will just come in. And just do whatever they want and then even abuse the people of the community. They are, they are doing that all over the all over Africa and different countries right now. This is what is going on. So they are everywhere. In fact, uh, I saw institution the last time that they had like 5,000 uh, uh, Chinese in, in Kano, in, in South Africa. Right now, they have almost like 300,000 Chinese. This is 300,000 Chinese. They will come into the community. This is how they will start. They do not have regards to the locals, they don't even respect, they just practice whatever they want to do. There is no benefit to the people of the community. All they do, they just pack it, no employment, they bring their own people, they bring their laborers. they bring their machines, they farm it, they use our land and they go.
0: The Chinese are not into agriculture alone, they are into everything. Last week, 17 Chinese nationals were arrested. I think also in Ocean State for illegal mining, what exactly is going on?
1: The federal government doesn't permit, doesn't give license or doesn't even grant any individual to mine. So if you see any Chinese man mining in your community, no matter the kind of document they show you, those documents are not real. You have to question the integrity of the question of where they got those documents from. And never, never, never should any Chinese man be allowed into the community to mine whatsoever. We also got a report recently of uh, of what they did in Ghana. The mind destroy an entire ecosystem.
0: Our understanding of industries, including agro-industries, or investment in agriculture, is that such investments must be relevant to the society or community they are located in. So, there's no point giving out land to an investor who brings in all his raw materials from the outside of what uses he. Even investors interested in farming, shouldn't he be the investor and engage people as the surrogate farmers to till the land which rightly belongs to them and it serves just as the off taker? He can train them, can't he, to the standard he wants, but not outright ownership of the land, uh, cultivate crops and export back home to your country. Of course, you can export, but people in the community should be able to farm the land and sell to the investor farmer. Isn't that supposed to be the case, Ada?
1: The issue of Chinese man coming to take bring up some kind of mechanical equipment to come and start farming the land is not should not even start. The people of the community must be empowered. Our people must they must partner with our people, give them the land, let our people exploit the land, let our people farm the food, let our people give them the food to take it back to China with the one food. No Chinese man should own lease or even rent a land in Africa would not agree with that this is colonization we do not we cannot accept such partnership they should come and teach a specific group of people of the com- from the community
0: Adam Magaji talking to us from France next up el-Wunemi with today's Ramadan talk
2: food for thought we seek everything permanent in a temporary life this sentence flashed on my messages today and triggered a lot of thought we seek security, happiness, a secure work, job, position, titles, wealth, respect, recognition, security on all fronts, forgetting that life itself is temporary, ever-changing, filled with, and free. We box ourselves in with this, with this search for permanence, creating stress because we refuse to consider anything beyond the box and our thinking remains limited and fixed along the same lines we've used for a lifetime. Patterns of thought deeply grooved in our mind, creating responses from habit, keeping us running around the same circles, giving a sensation of imprisonment and remaining stuck. We cling to relationships, events, memories, things almost as if there were nothing more, volunteering to keep things the same in our today and tomorrows, even if the future is never guaranteed. Thus, settling for a lot less than what we can go on to create. Life is all that we wish to make of it. There are always possibilities, options, and choices available to us in any given moment. What makes things tough is our unwillingness to even explore some, because we are not willing to go beyond the assumptions we make from our limitedness.
0: Next, Bola Makinde with a wrap-up of yesterday's events. Thursday,
5: 7th May 2020, and from our London United Kingdom studios, this is kauri 97.5 FM, Newsbeat. I am Bola Mackinde. Kenya's government has identified two areas that will be shut off for 15 days to try and contain the spread of coronavirus. The government believes the two areas, Eastleigh, which is a Somali-dominated suburb of Nairobi, and Mombasa's Old Town, have become centers for infection. It noted that there will be no movement in and out of the two places. In Eastleigh, there are reportedly 68 cases of the virus, and in Old Town, about 64 of a national total of 582. The government also announced that long-distance lorry drivers need to be tested regularly. This came as the concerns grew that lorry drivers had been transmitting the virus across the region's borders. The High Court in Uganda has granted bail to a German national, Bernhard Glaser, accused of child sexual abuse and trafficking. Glasser, who was arrested in February 2019, is charged with 28 counts of aggravated child trafficking and rape against a number of girls. He had asked the court to grant him bail so he could travel to Belgium for cancer treatment. But the prosecution appealed against the bail and leave of travel for fear that this would further stall the case. His lawyers subsequently argued that he was too ill to stand trial. The German was previously arrested in 2013 for similar crimes committed against two minors, but the case was dismissed for lack of evidence. Glasser was, however, given leave to travel and is expected to report back to the court in July. The leader of Poland's governing party and a partner in its governing coalition, Jarolo Kaczynski, has announced an agreement to postpone Sunday's presidential election without setting a new date for the poll. Karzinski, who is the head of the ruling Law and Justice Party, and Jaroslaw Gowin, the leader of a small party in the conservative coalition, announced in a joint statement that they had agreed to cancel Sunday's vote and would later set a new date. The May 10th date had been set months ago, but the coronavirus pandemic and a government ordered lockdown threw preparations into disarray. The decision has, however, brought some clarity to a chaotic situation that left polls uncertain about whether they would be casting votes this weekend. Venezuela's state TV has shown a video of a U.S. citizen, Luke Denman, apparently confessing to plotting to overthrow President Nicolas Maduro and bring him to the United States. In Wednesday's video, 34-year-old Denman appeared to explain that he was hired to train Venezuelans in Colombia before returning to Caracas and taking control of an airport to allow Maduro to be taken out of the country. He said he and 41-year-old Aaron Berry were contracted by Jordan Goodrell, an American military veteran who leads a Florida-based SuperCore U.S. firm to carry out the operation. Consequently, Venezuela said it would seek the extradition of Godreau, who has admitted he was involved in the operation, noting that the Americans would have a fair trial. The Venezuelan president, however, did not provide any information as to the whereabouts of the detained men, and it is unclear if they have access to a lawyer. United States President Donald Trump has reversed course on plans to wind down his coronavirus task force, telling reporters at the White House that contrary to earlier statements by Vice President Mike Pence, the task force is not being dismantled but instead refocused. The day after the administration suggested that its work would be done around Memorial Day, May 25, Trump said the White House task force of public health professionals and senior government officials would continue indefinitely. He, however, noted that its focus would shift towards rebooting the economy and the development of a vaccine. Trump subsequently added that the White House may add or subtract people to it as appropriate. Israel's top court has said Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's indictment on corruption charges does not disqualify him from forming a government, thereby paving the way for the veteran leader to remain in power. A group of non-profit advocacy organizations have challenged the legality of the Netanyahu-Gantz deal. In a hearing this week, the Supreme Court heard arguments from eight petitioners seeking to block the deal, including former Gantz ally Yair Lapid, who is the head of the Yesh Atid party. But in its ruling on Wednesday, the Supreme Court found that Netanyahu's unity government deal with his election rival Benny Gantz does not violate the law, thereby dismissing arguments that it is unlawfully shielding him in a corruption trial. Consequently, Netanyahu and Gantz declared that they hope to swear in the new government on May the 13th. As parties squabbled onto the last minute over cabinet seats in backroom deals, Iraq's parliament has approved a new government after six months without one. It would be recalled that former Prime Minister Adel Abdul Mahdi, who has been leading a caretaker administration, resigned last year. His resignation came after thousands took to the streets calling for the departure of Iraq's ruling elite, accused of driving the country into dysfunction and economic ruin. However, Prime Minister Mustafa al kadimi Iraq's intelligence chief, and a former journalist will head the new government but will begin the term without a full team of ministers after several candidates were rejected. And finally... In India, 8 people have reportedly died with hundreds of others taken ill after a gas leak in the city of Visakhapatnam in Andhra Pradesh state. Officials said the incident which took place around 0, 0300 hours local time and was traced to the LG Polymers plant may have been due to negligence. They said the leak occurred when the plant was being reopened for the first time since the 24th of May, when India went into lockdown to curb the spread of coronavirus. It is feared the fumes from the leak have spread over a radius of about three kilometers, and officials have started evacuating people from surrounding areas. A senior district official said the initial attempts to control the gas leak were unsuccessful. However, local news agencies reported that the situation is now under control. And that has been Kauri, 97.5 FM, Newsbeat, Thursday, 7th May
0: 2020. I am Bolaola. Making day. And that's it on the Reset Boarding for today. Remember to stay safe, social distancing, hand washing, learn not to touch your face, wear a mask, it's a crime not to do so, personal and home hygiene, and you're safe from COVID-19. I am Willie Thomas, and it's been the Reset Boarding. Have a lovely day. This is Kauri 97.5 FM, Abi Ogata, and
3: I'm Jackie wilson battle mm <laughs>